Hey everyone, I'm Emily. And I'm Andy. Andy Trebek, that is. Stop it. And today <laughs> we are bringing you a very special edition of Unnatural Jeopardy. <laughs> where. <laughs> uh oh. Do we need trademark on that? Oh shit, do we? So... It's less than 10 seconds. <laughs> So we're going to be grilling our contestant, Emily, That's me. on three key categories. Now, Emily volunteered for this. Actually, I was the one that brought it up and you just kind of had to do it because there's only two of us. <laughs> I wasn't giving a chance. Blink, blink twice if you need help. I'm blinking, guys. I'm blinking. Basically, if we do this again, maybe we'll have somebody else be the host and then you and I can go against each other. Yeah. How does that, that sound? That would be fun. <laughs> Okay, so here are the three categories. Serial killers, horror movies, and missing persons. So if Emily eclipses 2,000 points, which isn't that hard, she's going to get to host an extra episode of Unnatural this season. If not, then some other guy also named Andy, will get to host the episode. So, Emily, are you ready to play? Uh, yep. Did you hear that? That was a knuckle crack. Ooh, the, she's got her game knuckles on. Not entirely unlike brass knuckles. All right, let's do it. So this is Unnatural Jeopardy. Now, we have three categories, as we mentioned, serial killers, horror movies, and missing persons. Each category has answers worth 250, 500, and 1,000 points. If Emily gets 2,000 points, she will get to host that extra episode of Unnatural in season two. If not, Andy gets to host the extra episode. So let's meet our contestants. Emily, you say you're from Minnesota, yet you don't fish, hunt, or snowmobile. So what the hell are you doing up there? I have gone fishing and hunting and snowmobiling. Oh, okay. But would you consider yourself an avid fisherwoman, huntress, or snowmobiler? No, I don't like being outside in the cold. (laughs) So most of the time when you've done that, you've been forced to do it? Well, I've I've taken my kids fishing before. Mm-hmm. He was unimpressed, so we didn't really go again. <laughs> you know, I, I got to say, kids these days aren't exactly apt to be prepared for something like that because they constantly need stimulation, it seems like. Fishing's not the best for kids these days. Right. I would agree. (laughs) Okay, so Emily from Minnesota. Now, what category do you want to choose first here? Um, I think we are going to go with horror movies for 200. Okay, horror movies for 250. Sorry, horror movies for... I didn't write any of this down. (laughs) It's okay. Are you going to be keeping points? Because I will not be. I got my calculator, actually. 
Should I write it? I can make a note and type it. No, it's the host's job. I better be doing this, I guess. Okay. First question. Mm -hmm. So all of these descriptions I'm going to give you for the horror movies are from their IMDb synopsises. Okay. All right. So here is your first one. When Cecilia's abusive ex takes his own life and leaves her his fortune, she suspects his death was a hoax. As a series of coincidences turn lethal, Cecilia works to prove that she is being hunted by somebody nobody can see. This was a 2020 movie. It's a reboot, and you've seen it. Um, it has... It has Elizabeth Moss in it, right? Yes. In fact, you were the person who recommended this movie to me. I know. I know what movie it is. Oh, Invisible Man. I think you mean what is Invisible Man. (laughs) What is the Invisible Man? Jesus Christ. Yes, you're correct. All right, you're on the board. 250. I was hoping you'd get that one. This is what the problem is going to be throughout, so I just want to warn everybody that's listening. I'm going to know what the answer is, but because I have ADHD and memory problems, I'm going to know what it is, but I'm not going to be able... It's going to take me like a solid minute and a half to two minutes to be like, oh, that that, like this is what... You know what I mean? Which is why I'll edit that part out and make you sound smarter. Yay! What category next? I want serial killers for the highest amount, please. Oh, okay. So you want serial killers for 1,000. Serial killers for 1,000, please, Andy. Trebek. Andy Trebek. Andy. (laughs) I refuse to call you Andy Trebek. (laughs) Don't say my real last name. Okay. Now, this one actually is definitely the hardest serial killer question. So Mm -hmm. I murdered over 50 young women and girls between 1978 and 1990. For most of my victims, I snuck up on them with a knife. My nickname was the Butcher of Rostov. The Butcher of Rostov? I told you it was going to be a tough one. The Butcher of Rostov. Is he American? No. I'll even give you his nationality. He's Russian. Um, He's Russian. Yeah. Andre Rush. Actually, you know, you were pretty close on the first name. Andrea Chikatilo. Chikatilo. It sounds Italian, actually. All right. I lost that one. Okay. That's fine. Uh, what Do you want to stay with serial killers, or do you want to go to yep. another category? We'll, we'll go serial killers down. Okay. Serial killers 250 or 500? 500. Serial killers 500. This one is a little bit easier for you. Okay. I murdered at least 30 women, probably more, though. In seven states, I escaped prison twice before eventually dying by electrocution in Florida in 1989. Yes. Emily. Who is Ted Bundy? Correct. You are on the board again. And that was worth 500. So 
Now you have 750. I have six, 750? Yes. See, I can do math. I know what numbers are. <laughs> Very good. Okay, 750. <laughs> so you're almost halfway there. All right, what do you want next? I really just... Do you want serial killers again? Yeah. Okay, serial killers for 250. Here we go. I killed animals and kept their bones at an early age. I murdered my first victim at my parents' house at the age of 18. He was a hitchhiker. With many of my victims, I practiced cannibalism, necrophilia, and even kept their body parts. I was killed by another prison inmate at the age of 34. Isn't that... Um, Jeffrey Dahmer. Correct. You got it. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. What a crazy fuck he was. I'm going to need more wine. Okay. You're at 1,000 points. I watched that. The Dahmer one? Yeah. And, or I watched a documentary about him. I don't know if it was the same one that you watched, but did there was a part where they were talking about his wife who was like a hypochondriac and she was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Was yeah. that did that was there a part of that one in that one on Peacock? I started watching it. I didn't finish it. Yes. Though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, same. He was the same. first he was captured in ninety one. I was like seven. And I remember hearing about it, like from my parents and on the news and stuff, and I was like you know, a seven year old kid. I'm like, wait, what? He ate people? <laughs> what? He did what? That's a thing? <laughs> okay. All right, so you got a thousand points. You know what? I'm feeling. You have cleared the serial killer category. Yeah. So now you have. Just because I'm feeling a little cocky. No, I'm not. Let's do missing persons for two. Okay, missing persons two fifty. This should be one that you can get. I was a three-year-old British girl who was vacationing in Portugal with my family. Madeline McCann. Beep beep beep. <laughs> yes. Okay, so you're at uh, twelve fifty now. Here, let's do horror movies for five hundred, Andy. Andy Trebek. Stop. <laughs> okay, uh, horror movies for what? Five hundred or a thousand? You said five hundred. Okay. Okay. Remember, these are the okay. <laughs> these are the IMDb synopsises here. Okay. A wealthy San Francisco socialite pursues a potential boyfriend to a small Northern California town that slowly takes a turn for the bazaar when birds of all kinds suddenly begin to attack people. This movie came out in 1963, so it's been out for... The birds? Yes, correct! <sighs> yeah, at first I was like, what... What freaking movie is this? And then you you said the birds, and I was like, "Well, shit, the birds." God, I haven't seen birds. Yeah. You're at seventeen fifty. So okay, here's what you have left. You have the thousand left for horror movies. Let's do that. Okay, you want the thousand horror movies? Yep. It's oh. either it's either this or I gotta. <laughs> Pull something out of my butt with missing people because I'm not, I don't know, a lot of them. Okay. Yeah. 
if you don't get this, then it's all down to the missing people. <sighs> all right. The pressure's on. Here we go. A young family are visited by ghosts in their home. At first, the ghosts appear friendly, moving objects around the house to the amusement of everyone. Then they turn nasty and start to terrorize the family before they kidnap the youngest daughter. This movie came out in the early 80s. It was remade in 2015, I believe. But it didn't do very well. Okay, so they moved to a house. Yep. Wait. When was the remake? I believe 2015. Who's in it? Don't know. Well, I know... I can tell you one of the people that's in it, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell is in the remake? Yes. Don't be Googling that shit. I'm not Googling. Fuck, I know what it is, I think. I can't think of what it is, though. You got five seconds. No. Um. um, Need an answer. Need an answer. uh, 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 I can't think of it. Poltergeist. What is it? Poltergeist. Oh, see? God damn it. That movie's scary as fuck. By the way, I kept thinking, I kept thinking The Exorcist, but obviously I knew that wasn't. Yeah, that's the seventies. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. Fucking Poltergeist. <laughs> Poltergeist was remade in 2015. Yeah. I think that's what was throwing me. Yeah. I don't think I've seen it. Oh, it was terrible. I remember they were talking about how there were going to be all these sequels and stuff, and then it did so poorly that they never did anything. I kind of want to watch it. Just Okay, so you basically need one question to win. All right, missing persons for 500. Okay, missing persons 500. This 18-year-old went missing on a school trip to Aruba in 2005, shortly after she graduated from high school. The case ignited an international media firestorm. Um. What is her name? She's still missing, by the way. Natalie Halloway. Judges? She said it weird, judges. Okay, judges say yes, we will accept that. I guess. What is her name? Natalie Holloway, but you said Natalie Halloway. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Good job, you won. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys, you have to hear an extra episode from me and not Andy this season. I'm okay with that. Are our listeners? I don't know. Are they? I don't know. They should <laughs> let us know on Twitter at Unnatural the Pod, Instagram, Unnatural the Podcast, our Facebook page, Unnatural the True Crime Podcast. Email us and let us know on naturalthepodcast at gmail.com or by signing up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash unnaturalthepodcast. That was a great segue. It certainly was. And now we're going to segue into everything that was the best and the and worst. Maybe some of the worst of season one. We had a lot of fun in season oh. one, and this is <laughs> just kind of. A monta- you know, it goes all the way from the weepy voice killer where he was a whiny little bitch into narwhals. I mean, there was a lot to cover Flubber. in season one and even Flubber. Yeah. And even the lobster boy and his weird trigger finger hands. I mean, 
There was just a lot going on. What the fuck? In season one. So take a listen to the best of season one. So here we are for episode one. I am so excited. And I just can't hide it. Same. Yeah, and if you want to go retro style, you can always call us by phone booth. But don't call us in a weepy, you need to find me. (laughs) As she was on her way to an arts and craft store, actually a Michael's in Fredericksburg. No. And miraculously, she actually became the first survivor of the snipers. Good for her. Yeah. She, it was that Michael's energy. Like, she needed to go to Michael's, and goddammit, not even a gunshot wound was going to stop her. Well, unfortunately, I didn't let you know this, but one of the victims before that actually perished was at a Michael's as well. Don't lie. Are you kidding? <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Never mind. So there goes that theory. Um... So, what do you do? What do you do with like everything that gets cut out? Um, of- right now, I am archiving it, and one day I will sell- send it to your mom. Please don't send it to my mother. <laughs> Ooh, I love the early two thousands. That yes. was the best age of music. Yeah, like emo. I- I'm guessing in the early two thousands, you were on AIM. I'm just saying. I was. <laughs> my screen name was Doing. X V X dirty. Wow, getting deep right yep. there. Okay, all right. Twelve-year-old Emily, really going deep there. Okay. <laughs> what so, happened? Well, the story goes. He told it like this: <laughs> two mystery men, mm. and that's that, that's what he called them. Quote mystery, mystery men. men. So they came to his house. They were brandishing weapons. They took him against his will. No! Then they forced him to drive them in his own car. What? They found Molly Tibbetts. Oh. They they abducted her. They did. And then the mystery men were the ones that killed her. You know what, Andy? Oh, my God. I have two words for you. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> Speaking of uh, growing up Catholic, by the way, I was at my confirmation. So there's like a few thousand Catholics in this gym, right? And they asked me to carry the wine up to the altar, which. Did you is just guzzle great... it the whole way down the aisle? Uh, these days I would. <laughs> but so I, I've got this big jug of wine. And it's just about my moment to walk up there. I'm worried that I'm going to trip or something terrible is going to happen because you know me. Things like that just kind of happen. So anyway, I look down at the wine and I see four dead flies in there. No, gross. And Did you scoop so, them out? Did you eat them? Well, everybody's looking at it. I couldn't <laughs> do anything. So I, I gestured for the deacon to come over and I told him about it. And he looks at me and he said, son... Just go. Just so go. The, so I did. I took it up <laughs> to the altar. And you know how some people, they skip drinking the wine? 
I can definitively say that I skipped drinking the wine. You gave fly wine to hundreds of people. (laughs) You absolute monster. (laughs) I know. I know. And all these years later, that's basically the uh, only thing I remember about my confirmation. You know, I've always wanted to swim with a narwhal. And what I want to do with the narwhal is just hold on to its horn while it's pulling like me along at like four knots. Well, sure, you're on the on bottom. Top of it, or bottom. Wait, did I say did I say that in a sexual way? I didn't mean to. You remember earlier when I had mentioned that Molly was into writing poetry? Yeah, and I hadn't heard that before, but I, I would love to hear some of her poetry. Yeah, so I did want to read one because it's it's very powerful for her family and it just really truly you really get a glimpse of who she was as a person it's called the story of me once not long ago in the story of me i was a different character than the one i've come to be because once not long ago i was confused and afraid but there was never a hero when i needed to be saved I was hurt, I was lost, I had given up hope that my life had a purpose, but I managed to cope. Every day, everything, it stung a little more. It would wear me down till I was crying on the floor. What was my point? Why was I here? As an answer never came, I hoped to hear. But once, not long ago, in the story of me, I opened my eyes and started to see that I had a future and it was very bright. But if I wanted to feel better, I had to fight. So I got up off my knees and wiped the tears away. Because once, not long ago, in the story of me, I realized I didn't need a hero. All I need in this story is me. So there you go. Season one in a nutshell. I can't believe we're already into season two here. This is crazy, but I'm excited for what we've got planned. You have no idea. You have you literally have no idea what I have planned. I don't. I have no idea what you have planned. Mm-hmm. The audience really has no idea. I mean, we have our master list of cases that we want to cover just to make sure that we don't duplicate. Yeah. But sometimes I don't even know what I'm going to cover until <laughs> Like the week of recording. Yeah. And now we only have a few weeks left before season two commences. So let's let the listeners in on what the first episode is going to be, Emily. Our first episode, we are heading over to the East Coast to Pennsylvania to talk about a young lady, 14 to be exact, who was having some trouble fitting in in her life. She was having trouble at home. She was having trouble at school. And she met an older man who was a security guard at her school who she kind of developed a bond with because he was one of the really the only person in her life that seemed to care about her at all. And unfortunately, that turned into a crush, which turned into a decade long imprisonment. Ooh. That's what we call a tease, 
ladies and gentlemen. That is a tea. I'm looking forward to it. In just a couple of weeks, October 6th is the premiere. Unnatural Season 2. We will talk to you then. See ya. See ya. Up. Up. One movie that holds up, and I don't know if you've seen it. It's not a flubber. One of his. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Dark Side, a true crime podcast with a bit of a twist. How does it have a twist? I hear you ask. Well. Did you know that it took an accident to discover DNA fingerprinting? Ever wondered who was the first person to be convicted using DNA? Or the first person exonerated for that matter? And how about the first person convicted using genetic genealogy? And no, it wasn't the Golden State Killer, as everyone likes to believe. And have you ever wondered why police can use cell phone companies to ping the phone location of perpetrators or victims, hmm? Well, the answers to these questions lie behind crimes. Crimes that change the way law enforcement and criminal and justice systems operate across the world. Crimes that are only covered on Dark Side. So yes, I cover crimes that change laws, law enforcement, or something positive was born of a tragedy. Oh, I also cover first, last and landmark convictions. So, why don't you come join me to find out the answers to these questions? I'd love to have you along for the ride. As always, it'll be a bumpy one. So until the next episode, please don't forget to stay safe, stay alert. Soos, over and out.